So before we get started, we just want to say how excited we are that Red Light Rising are sponsoring the School of Calisthenics podcast. These guys have got some awesome tech, which comes with a whole host of health and performance benefits that is backed up by some really solid science. Myself and Tim have always been interested in ways that we can improve our health and our wellness, and we've been enjoying using the Red Light therapy that James and Brian have developed at Red Light Rising to help improve our recovery and performance. They're also releasing a series of articles on their blog to help improve your immunity during this difficult time, looking at things to improve circadian rhythm, fasting protocols, cold water therapy, heat therapy, as well as obviously the red light therapy itself. So these guys are giving out some amazing information, which is really useful during this time. And if you're interested in finding out more about red light therapy, head over to the website, check out the blogs. And because they're nice, generous guys, they've also given a 5% offer to School of Calisthenics podcast listeners of any of their red light therapy products. So if you want to check those out, and you want to bag yourself a little bit of a bargain, just use code SOC5 at checkout and enjoy 5% off better health and immunity. Just go to redlightrising.co.uk to find out more information or to see what the guys have got going on social just search red light rising on your favorite channel on to the podcast welcome to the school of calisthenics podcast with your hosts tim and jacko This week on the School of Calisthenics podcast, we have more of you telling your amazing, incredible stories. So that's you from the School of Calisthenics community uh, as part of our More Than Muscle Up series. This is part four. We've already had three amazing uh, parts to this series, and it continues again. Seeing and hearing and talking about how calisthenics is more than muscle ups being. Yes, we these goals that we have of things like handstands, muscle ups, are important to us but actually the real benefit and richness of calisthenics and training in this way goes far beyond what we end up actually being able to do with our bodies and transcends all areas of our lives whether that's our relationships with um, our own self-image as Flavia is going to talk about whether that's our relationships with our our family members uh, which Reese is going to go and talk about and whether it's um, you know just ultimately changing the way we look at things that we used to think were impossible so we have three amazing uh students that are, we are very lucky and privileged and proud to be able to call students of the school cast next reese flavia and fran and we're going to hear from reese first uh, on instagram here's reese the jack um he's been he says been in following us for uh, over three and a half years his first interaction was buying those ebooks some of which of you um, will, will have um, from the very first training programs we put out there. He's now a fully-fledged member, uh, an online member of the virtual classroom. And it's uh, initially talks about how his, the, um, the educational information has helped him to understand his training better, to make him be able to train more effectively. Um, and then the real big sort of thing that, and the take-home message is the, how it's impacted his interactions and his relationship with his daughter because of how he's being able to train at home and how much fun she has enjoying him being part of that process so um, there's a there's a lot of feel good factor in this one as well and we hope you are enjoy it and uh, inspired and motivated by Reese and Fran and Flavia um, but first up we've got Reese. so sit back relax and enjoy so then Reese. um You've been engaged with us for 
um, quite some time and you've been going on your own journey of training. Just give us a bit of a background into um, what, what, how long you've been sort of engaged with, with us and why, you, why we maybe resonated with you and then how that journey for you has, has changed over, over the last few years. Yeah, no worries with you guys. It's got to be three plus years now, I reckon, um, since well before uh, the virtual classroom opened up, that's for sure. And still um, electronic copies of documents that I was getting off you guys and, uh, and the YouTube channel. Um, really, it was because I'd, oh, my wife was pregnant and I was uh, – planning what future looked like in terms of training and things and uh, knew I needed to free up a bit of time in my day. And I started um, just looking at, okay, how am I going to train from home? Uh, really, I was looking for videos on how to do or how to progress towards being able to do a one-arm push-up. And somehow, I think, got a calisthenics um, hit and then hit uh, your guys' page on um, YouTube and started watching the channel from there. There's some stuff that I really like about um, about you, Reese. This is how I'm going to go with that. But like, you're one of the people who's properly understood um, what we tried to do right from the start, yeah. which was to educate people to um, become a, a master of their own training program, essentially. Hmm. And, and I love it when you, you've often, over the time, you sent um, training programs to us, what do you think about this? Or you've asked for some specific advice, but you definitely take ownership of it. And that's something that we tried to do right from the beginning was to educate people um how to write their own training program so that if they rather than following a 12-week plan and they're not knowing what to do on week 13 they had the skills and the knowledge to be able to actually program for whatever they want to do based on whatever their situation is and i feel that you're like one of the best case studies of that as your life has changed you've adapted your training because you own it um, and then you come to us for the bits that you need and you might go off and crack on by yourself a bit and you drop back in just mm. talk a little bit about that journey about how you've sort of invested your time in that and what you've learned through the process and how it's changed for you in terms of now your family dynamic has changed once and then again quite recently and, and all the stuff that you've got going on and how you, you fit your training around that yeah for sure well I mean obviously when I first started off it was all um I guess I was, I was learning how to train myself um I'd always worked in the gym on just old school programs of, you know, eight to 12 reps, three sets, do anything more or less than that. And obviously your training program isn't going to work. Um, and do it on a bro split. Otherwise again, can't work if you don't do a bro split. So learning how to train with the, uh, and, and train for what I was working towards, which were more strength goals, um, straight out of the, um, strength and play, play guide, uh, was probably step one. And I reckon that, that took me a while to um, to understand what that sort of meant, really. Um, and then piecing it together with you know your your um, your framework, which has the movement prep, and then uh, the applied part of your training program, which are your more strength skill based um, goals, and then chucking on your volume at the end with some uh, more clean movement patterns, but uh, higher volume there. After a bit of time, I guess some of the questions I was asking you guys early on, I, I kept hitting plateaus in myself and um, I, I couldn't work out why. I think in reflection now, a large part of that was because I was not understanding the progressions well enough. 
um, consistently finding myself thinking that I wasn't doing enough work and really that just wasn't the case. Second child come along last year and got myself to a, a probably a point of burnout really where just from life's, life's demands with new job, new kid and trying to keep up my training program, I, I just flatlined, was going backwards if anything and that's probably the, the biggest learning I've had uh, recently was actually on how to recover um, and I think uh, the recovery piece really interesting because I think I've always approached it as a uh, it's a function of time you know I've sort of said okay I'll, I'll train today and then in 48 hours time I'll be right to train again and I was just crushing myself <laughs> it's it's been the the recent bit of trying to get my head around or try to, to to embrace the fact that it's not just time. You have to wait until your body feels right to train and then hit it hard again and then you can go. But, uh, yeah, previously it was too regimented with my training structure and, uh, and, and actually doing myself a disservice. One of the beautiful things about calisthenics as is a, is a, is a training methodology almost that it it teaches you so much about your body and how you train and how you adapt because everything there from saying like you've got to understand those progressions otherwise you're going to find you're going to find those plateaus because there's a problem solving element to it mm. like why can't i move to this next stage like what is it about the progression that i don't understand or what part of the strength or movement uh, ability I need for that next progression, am I missing? Like that problem-solving sort of aspect. And then because you can't just, you know, if you're feeling a bit whacked and you're doing your, your bro sprit back in the day, you, you can still hit your 8 to 12 reps because you can just select a lighter weight and you can still just go through and carry on training. Whereas when you don't feel great and your body, as you say, not recovered and you haven't listened to yourself and you try and do that frog-to-hand stand session you've been working on, it's just not going to work. And then if you don't, you either, you've got two options there. You sort of, you either, you either give up or you, um, or you, or you take that and go, okay, maybe. And there's sometimes for all of it, and I'm, I'm speaking this from experience, it takes quite a bit of time to get to the point where you go, actually, I just I think I'm, right. I'm not recovered yet. <laughs> I just think yeah. I actually need a bit more time. My body is like, it's been screaming at me for months, potentially years to tell me that, but, that's what I think is so great about Kazan. It's going, to, it's going to teach us so much about us and our our training habits, uh, how our body recovers. I mean, there's an awful lot more as well. I mean, what what other things has have you learned during this process about yourself and your body? Um, my well, uh, similar. Another thing that drew me to you guys originally was um, was similar past. Uh, with injuries and things, so I played played uh, um, suburban rugby up until well, until I was about thirty. Um, number of broken ankles, had a grade three separation on my AC joint. Um, through, I, I also do jujitsu, and I've got um, three plates and fifteen screws in my left hand after a decent break in that one, and. Uh, <laughs> Each, each of those have obviously gone through some decent rehab processes and um, my shoulder in particular, limited, a bit of limited range of motion in that one. And um, working through the programs and 
and uh, I'd say even more valuably the actual really basic parts of the program and how they've freed that up. Um, also got a desk job, which gives you the, the desk hunch, which through handstand practice, for example, just feel so much more just sturdy. Even even walking around day to day, you just <laughs> feel more stable. And I don't know another way to describe it other than once your posture's sorted, you, you seem to just have a, a stance, <laughs> a change to your stance. Yeah. And that's a good point. Someone, I used and, to do some uh, stuff from a swimming course, and, it, and the dads and often would come and watch the kids, and they would come for like three days. And he came up to the session, he goes, You stand really well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but, but when he said to me, when he said to me, I was like, Yeah, I know what you mean. I do. Like, because I know you mean, you have that sort of like, you just kind of put together and you feel. Like I say it's it's probably some of those things that you don't you don't know that you're not in bad posture until you're kind of in good posture. Do you know what I mean? Because it's become yeah. normal to be in a bad posture. Yeah. The other one's that uh, deep squat position. So uh, I, I travelled to we did we did a Everest base camp with a wife and a couple of friends probably about well, three years ago. Four no more than that five years ago. And anyway, as as you're going up, obviously they've got the uh, the, the the old-fashioned toilets, <laughs> no no seat toilets, and uh, I was one of the few people in our in our trekking group over thirteen days that had worked it out from day one that you sit on the back of your heels. <laughs> you, you, you're not trying to uh, trying to maintain a, a like a, an air sit <laughs> thirty centimeters off the hole for for a few minutes and come out in a ball of sweat. That's more than muscles, <laughs> right there. That's it. <laughs> one, one of our best stories from that one was coming out of that and a, a mate of mine uh, couldn't we were at 70 well, near base camp so 70 percent oxygen and he couldn't <laughs> couldn't maintain it <laughs> to, to do what he needed to do just like couldn't full of lactic it's like yeah <laughs> yeah it could have been to do with the rest- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, those two combos are not good, are they? So the, the, the Nepalese yeah. diet for a Westerner, and then potentially not being able to hold yeah. a squat position for long enough. Um, I wanted to talk to you yeah. as well about um, about training and family, because um, you've done a, a great job of, yes. of integrating calisthenics training um, with your first child, your daughter. Um, and so, tell us a yeah. little bit about that, and then how that's also now changed since you've added another addition to the house. Yeah, so when obviously when I started calisthenics, it was just to to buy myself some more time at home because I cut out the travel time to and from the gym. It's probably you know forty minutes to an hour worth of time available there, as I was just working out in the backyard. Um, as as she grew up, it, it was really interesting to see how quickly she wanted to participate. So she'd be out tra- training with me, if you want to call it that. Probably by 18 months old, I've got pictures of my daughter I was laughing at this afternoon doing a uh, uh, face-to-wall handstand at probably about a 45-degree angle. We're laughing at it because my wife's saying she doesn't think she could pull it off now, and my daughter was 18 months old doing it. <laughs> it did result in a decent face plant and a few tears, but, but she got the there and she held it for a bit. Part of the process. It's only what Jacko did first time, right? <laughs> yeah, you've heard the story. 
once or twice. <laughs> and how is but, that uh, sort of? Uh, yeah, so it meant that you guys you've got now you've got time to spend the train to train at home. You can get more training done. You can also spend time with you with your family as well. Like all kind of mixed well, into one. Both exactly. So now you know a lot of the time um, when I'm training the backyard, she'll be playing in in the grass alongside, um, or or joining in. You know. Um, she'll watch some of the stuff I do and just come over and imitate straight away. And we end up half the training ends up being a bit of games. So she'll, she, she knows how to do burpees just by watching me doing burpees. Uh, she'll hang off my, off, off a set of parallettes when I'm hanging off my chin up bar just to warm my shoulders. Um, she loves the rings in particular, grabbing the rings and twisting them all up so that she can hang off and spin three yeah, yeah. sixties until she's busy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, training sort of, now, part of the fun, you you also get the odd uh, bit of unintended training variable, like doing a set of push-ups the other day. She decided she'd hop on my shoulders <laughs> and sit there. So, <laughs> extra 15 kilos of weight on your shoulders as you're doing your last rep. It's nice. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's been great. And then, obviously, number two is along now, so... So the time time piece become more important, and then I'm, I'm sure we'll have the same sort of process with her. So looking forward to it. Yeah, but I think that's one of the that's you know from, from hearing you talk there, like that's the one where you're you know we're doing this on video, so can that's where your your face lit up the much. That's the most. That's where like you're smiling about it the most, and that's where like I would say the most amount of value that calisthenics has given you is like that like relationship with your daughter and being able to do that at home and then you know potentially setting her up like that's that's life-changing for her potentially in terms of setting that as a sort of as a role model as a precedent of you're having fun together it's a bit of training but it's like it's very different to oh dad's going off to the gym now I'll see him when he comes back like it, it just tells such a different yeah um, Story, yeah. a different message to 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 the to our you know to people that I haven't got any kids, but you know, to, to to the to the next population. I think it's so and, and the future so of it's only the future of it's only better, right? Because yeah. as, as she goes older, her coordination level goes up. I'm trying to think of how many dads will be able to say that they can do handstands with their daughters. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be too many of them. It'll be me and my daughter playing around doing handstands in the park. Yeah. Doing cartwheels or whatever else, kicking around. There won't be too many old, like, ex rugby players being able to pull that one off. Yeah. There's a great yeah. little Instagram account I think I've seen, or it's like a YouTube video of, of a father and daughter doing gymnastics. And his daughter must be probably, I'm going to say she's like 10, 12 years old and she's good, like, she's doing flips and stuff. But she does something and then she gets it. Her dad basically copies it. And you look at him to start off and you go, no chance. But he's actually pretty good. But it's, um, it's that awkward, like, dad gymnastics. But I think it's so cool that you, you've got that opportunity to continue to engage and have that kind of common ground and I was just thinking before that the stuff that you're talking about when when you're warming up and she's hanging off a parallel bar to her it's just play that's like we call it training I'm, I'm doing a workout but she's just playing but effectively we're doing the same thing I've just got a certain number of reps to do um, and, and Jack does the same thing to me if I actually if, if I'm training at home like he's that interested that he'll just completely sabotage our training session where he wants to hang on things and climb on me and, and I can't train then. So it becomes a play session with him and just it's... Um, exactly. You, yeah. you give into it half the time, right? You just go, okay, well, what was going to be a structured play session? Oh, sorry. Structured training session has now become a 
catastrophe but a play session and i'm enjoying it anyway yeah 100%. and that <laughs> yeah. time as they say like that physical literacy of just um creating that that lifelong investment in uh, in them of just this is movement and it's fun and i'm developing your physical literacy just through play giving you confidence to hang on things climb on things those are all things which whatever they choose to go and do are super super important mm. and they're amazing at it too I mean, we've got little adventure playground down the road from our house and my daughter was climbing before she could walk you know and my second daughter's in the same sort of stage now just starting to climb the stairs which is terrifying but you know great at the same time and it's amazing what you can do if you just let them go at it and the fact that we lose that later on in life is crazy and and it's only because lack of use and so watching them play has sort of inspired me and you know why am i restricted it's only because i don't try yeah no i think that's, yeah that's a bit that's a bit that's a beautiful thing it's almost like because uh, you talk there's a number there a number of things that like they're going to benefit from but actually it's, it's a two-way thing they're mm-hmm. teaching you're learning from them they're teaching us like don't be so serious with your training sometimes here's you know i'm gonna i'm gonna mess up your session but we're gonna we're gonna have fun while we're doing it we're building connection um yeah i think there's 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 so much there that if someone either someone's going to really resonate with that or it's going to potentially challenge them because they're still in a quite a fixed mindset around their training and potentially put their training before other areas of their life and i think that's a really positive way to to be able to look at challenging that and i think the other thing that might resonate with people is um the, the number of injuries you've had, another ex-rugby player like me and Tim and, and sort of feeling that or feeling the benefit of training with, you know, you mentioned handstands, but calisthenics, moving our bodies in in new ways and, and restoring good postural control, range of motion, et cetera, that, that how you feel so much better, even just like standing and walking around. You know, I know a lot of guys I used to play rugby with that have had a number of injuries that they finished they're playing and they just they just sort of left in, in a bit of a mess and just deal so with it, it rather than that. able to do something about it like you're not talking there about you know i've got i've i've got a snap with you on the yeah. the grade three ac separation but not as many screws and bolts and things in <laughs> parts of the body so like you're not talking about little injuries here oh, I, I pulled my calf once when i was playing rugby and now it's all right you're talking about some serious serious metal and serious injuries that you know you're 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 rebuilding your body afterwards and i think there's there'll be a number of of people in the audience that that will encourage them because everyone's coming to this party if you're an adult having never done gymnastics you come into the party with a whole load of baggage physical and mental um and it's always i always get encouraged inspired by hearing you know stories of, of people like yourself that go actually you might have a load of injuries jacko but uh, i've got some pretty big ones here as well and uh, <laughs> And I'm, I'm I'm sorting myself out as well, and it's it's just encouraging to to hear that. I hope, you know, I find it encouraging. I hope that everyone else out there um, does as well. Does as well. Next up, meet Flavia, who's got an incredible story about 
how the influence of calisthenics, as she describes her own words, as being life changing. The way she um, used to train describes the way she used to train in terms of weight training and traditional weight based training, and how that was very much focused on the aesthetics and how that looked. And she was generating um, a bad relationship with her own self image and and the effect that had on food. And then when she started to train calisthenics how that released all of the negative sides of that and started focusing on what she could do with her body and starting to really enjoy her body again um, and which is one of the amazing powerful benefits of focusing on what we can do with our bodies and, and calisthenics certainly is a vehicle and driver for that we first met Flavia um, on one of our trips to Marbella and so this is recorded live there and um, yeah it's a uh, it's a it's a great great um story and um really hope that you enjoy it as much as we did here's flavia so i was doing um just weightlifting and like sort of a mix with like bodybuilding and just i was starting to incorporate some some body weight training as well but i wasn't really doing calisthenics um exclusively but then i just started i mean then we met in marbella and like that sort of changed really changed things for me. I mean, the main thing was that I was noticing that I was not having like a good relationship with my training um, because I was really focusing on what I looked like and just like like really felt that I had to go to the gym like X uh, amount of times per week and like, and maybe like I had to lose weight and or I had like to look in a certain way or things like this. And once I shifted completely like the focus on what I actually looked like, what my body could actually do, like, like really, my life changed completely. Like a mindset change. Complete, like, complete, like, complete mindset change. And that was, that was amazing because it also, like, like, really, like, helped me improve my relationship with food as well, which is, like, I mean, it, it does just, like, improve your life in, in, like, in a big way. And so after we met in Marbella, I did realize that I wanted to, I wanted more support with my training. Uh, and I wanted, um, yeah, I wanted help with the programming because I wasn't sure, like I really needed to focus on like creating, like developing more strength. Um, and I wasn't exactly sure how to do that. And working with Seth, uh, with the online uh, coaching, like was incredible because, I mean, Seth is wonderful and he's, um, yeah, he, he, he's just so helpful and he really like understands what like the specific needs are um, and just tailors every single detail um, to, to, to what I needed, basically. And, and we've been working together since a year, for a year, basically. So, um, and we do, you know, these Skype calls when we check in. He's always available on email for any questions and... Um, like you can really tell that he, he really loves what he does and like he like he's putting a lot of time into into the programming and and it's working I mean like you you noticed right the difference from last year so the, my main goals I think for the past uh, for the past year have been handstands uh, which I'm yeah now now it's really good the balance is really good and now I'm like the focus is improving the strength to like really press up and with the ring muscle up. So that, that's, I think it's, it's quite close. It's quite close. So 
I would have never thought like a year a year ago that I could really do like a really smooth negative negative muscle up, being completely comfortable with the false grip. I know what the steps are, I know what the focus, for example, there was a gap um, for like, I think uh, for, for a month and a half, like to, about two months back that I was like just traveling and I was not able to like just focus on the programming that he gave me. Um, and I just sort of like improvised and I, I just felt like I had what I needed to to do, to do what I needed to do and to keep that up even while my schedule was not um, yeah, regular, basically. It changed over a, a period of time, but it was really like, I think just like not like focusing on like just the weight I was lifting, like how much I was lifting and then like, cause that was so directly related to what I was eating and then therefore like, what did I look like? So, um, so just really like going into the gym for like for just fun basically that was it like it just was enjoying like just focusing on having a really good time and just having like my me time and just having fun uh, lots of play because when you're having fun and you're just enjoying what you're doing that I mean automatically things end up working out because it's all connected together and that was just a big just just a big shift and like and just being comfortable with what I'm able to do, obviously like pushing myself to improve, but also being accepting what I look like, what I can do with my body and just being happy and, and sort of like, it, I mean, for me it connects to mindfulness as well. So like being present in the moment and like really like being happy with what I have and, and, and just enjoying the moment, so. Well, it's obviously it's, it's the, the con so the learning process, like it's a massive support like through the learning process but it's also like creating this like this such a strong community you know like it's like you know we're friends and you know like we know you guys we come here to be together not like exclusively like to learn something more you know and it's just and it's because like it's so clear that you guys love what you're doing and you're so passionate and you can like really transmit that and um and we just have fun it's it's about that it's just having fun and and then we do cool stuff while we have fun, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Finally, in this episode, meet Fran, who is a natural bodybuilder and has turned towards calisthenics, not solely calisthenics, but um, it is something that is added to his repertoire and um, it's been phenomenal hearing the feedback of what it has been like from him integrating calisthenics into his bodybuilding training, how that's changed the way he trains, changes his muscle activation um, and the benefits that he's got of combining those two things rather than traditionally we think bodybuilding can only be done with weights. But actually from his experience, um, and he's been in bodybuilding for a very, very long time, um, the benefits that calisthenics has given him has taken his training in bodybuilding to a different level. And so I'm sure this will be one that a lot of people ask us, can you build muscle? Can you do bodybuilding with calisthenics? Well, you're going to hear it um, straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, as Fran tells you his story and his experience having come to one of his, uh, with his, with his girlfriend to one of our workshops, reluctantly just coming to support her and then actually getting like the rest of us, getting addicted and getting uh, fully into calisthenics. 
So here is Fran. I've been training as a bodybuilder for 22 years, um, you know, competing 16 times in uh, UK, US and Italy. And uh, just recently I started incorporating uh, calisthenics and some of the calisthenic progressions into my you know, training schedule uh, every week. Yeah, I, I, I love some of the videos. They were very uh, informational, very educational. And um, I like the aspect about the, the movement, the body movement, rather than just thinking about trying to get as big as possible, a type of uh, bodybuilding mentality that, to be honest, I never had because I always um, had like uh, the natural bodybuilding philosophy of trying to build a aesthetic body that is also functional. But I, if I have to say, you know, the things that interested me the most about School of Calisthenics were the uh, interest in uh, learning how to move the, bo the body in a more functional way. It was actually after the first uh, workshop here in Marbella that I realized that I was very strong on specific range of movements, uh, in particular kind of uh, the compound movements uh, in bench press, squat and deadlift but very, very weak at the extreme of the range of movement. Uh, so maximum contraction and maximum extension uh, of some of the joints. So decided to incorporate some of the calisthenics progressions, um, especially in, you know, kind of a muscle ups, um, pull ups, also learning how to do a better uh, scapular retraction and shoulder depression in order to fill more my lats as well as a, as a bodybuilder. So simulate more hypertrophy. And so I started last year after the first workshop and uh, now it's been more than one year. And, uh, you know, I start every day, every session of my uh, workout with, um, you know, some calisthenics progressions because it's also something that I'm learning at the moment. Uh, so it's very important to just be like completely fresh when you start learning something. And then I move into um, some more kind of a typical bodybuilding uh, movement just to you know, increase the volume of my workouts. It's an hybrid, yeah, it's an hybrid approach where, um, you know, it depends also on the day. Sometimes I feel like um, I want to practice more on the handstand or I feel like uh, I'm explosive enough to be ready to try more muscle up. So maybe I just focus an entire day doing that. And also we, you know, with Flavia, we just started gymnastics. So we go to gymnastics twice a week and we try to have a more kind of a, holistic approach to training and um, I feel much better now to be honest I mean my joints my mobility has improved dramatically um, I feel better also in terms of like my posture because most of the day I'm basically sitting down working on a computer and uh, now you know because uh, every time that I go to the gym I don't, don't just lift like heavy weight but I do functional movement then I feel like uh, I feel better even if I have to sit down for a long time during the day. But yeah, at the beginning, yeah, she was definitely the person that got me interested into, uh, you know, calisthenics. Um, I thought that, you know, body weight exercises were easy, <laughs> but then I realized that we're like very tough and, uh, you know, it's like uh, I'm going through a very humble progression because uh, I've been squatting 200 kilos, bench pressing 150 kilos, so now not be able to do even like... Uh, one set of 10 reps of uh, one single leg squat is very depressing. <laughs> but I'm going through this journey. Uh, I feel much better. As I said, I mean, uh, my posture has improved. I feel stronger. And uh, definitely I'm also looking at the future. Uh, so I have this concept of, uh, you know, sustainable athlete. So being able to perform also, uh, you know, a more mature age. 
So I'm definitely going into that direction. I'm very happy that I found School of Calisthenics to help me out to go to that. Training for handstand. So, you know, being able to, you know, maintain the strong position with the scapular retraction and shoulder external rotation to maintain the position while I was up, upside down, I got definitely, you know, my upper back much stronger and I can exert more force now. And also I definitely saw more, uh, you know, improvement in terms of hypertrophy on my upper trap and upper back. So it's great, you know, it's exactly what I wanted. My bench press has gone up as well. Uh, yeah, because now, you know, I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm able to maintain that position with the shoulder down and the scapular reduction. So I, I'm in a better functional position also to bench press more. I improved my push-ups as well. Uh, again, I thought that, you know, doing push-up was easy, then I started overloading them, and now I do push-ups also with 40 kilos on my upper back, and it's great, you know, I, I didn't expect to be able to do that. Mobility, mobility has improved a lot, especially on my shoulder, my hips, uh, so I've been training a lot on that. Something that I definitely neglected uh, when I was training just uh, for bodybuilding, uh, because again, it was just like a quick warm-up and then straight to the bench press, straight to the squat track. Well, now I'm spending more time on uh, mob mobilization and uh, doing dynamic stretching. You know, I feel that, you know, the handstand is improved, although I should probably practice it more. But the overall body, I feel like, is more connected. While, while I was doing just bodybuilding, everything was compartmentalized in every single, you know, muscle department. So, like, one day was uh, arms, so biceps and triceps. Another day was just, like, lower body. Now I train full body also in bodybuilding because I feel that it's actually great for my, my hypertrophy goals and my, for my strength goals to train my entire body by mixing up, again, uh, calisthenics and bodybuilding uh, exercises. I think that the material that you can find also on the virtual classroom or the material that is available also on, uh, on Instagram has helped me a lot to, you know, redefine also my, my training regimen. Um, so, I, because I'm still planning to compete as a bodybuilder, I will start and continue to train as a bodybuilder. But who knows, maybe next time I go on stage, I will, you know, start my posing routine on a handstand or on some of a calisthenic move. You know, that's actually my goal. So, I'm going to be training again for another couple of years, not taking any, um, not doing any type of contest prep uh, so that I can improve my calisthenics uh, strength and, and movements and then going back on stage and uh, definitely gonna do that posing routine. <laughs> no, absolutely, I'm not gonna lose muscle size, um, actually you're gonna improve strength and of course uh, there's a direct relationship between uh, you know strength and muscle hypertrophy, so you're gonna improve your muscle bellies and also in terms of definition it's all about diet, so just make sure that your calorie uh, intake uh, matches your calorie expenditure and you're gonna be shredded as if you're doing bodybuilding. Actually, it's also more fun uh, because uh, the more you practice, the more you do progressions on calisthenics movements, the more you have fun compared to a monotonous uh, bodybuilding training style. So you end up doing more volume and as you know, I mean, volume is the variable in training that is actually uh, directly related to hypertrophy, so you can actually get bigger, uh, you know, doing calisthenics. I mean, it's incredible that after 22 years of training as a bodybuilder, I'm having some progresses in hypertrophy. So, as a natural bodybuilder, someone will say that after five years, you reach your, uh, you know, muscle potential. 
while I'm still improving because probably I was not training at the maximum potential before because I was just training on very tiny, short range of movements. And developing strength on the entire range of movements is a totally different ball game. And I'm very happy now to be able to do that as well. So thank you so much again for listening. We don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts, and we really do appreciate that. We hope you got a lot of value out of it, guys, and we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is to tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value, and also, if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars not as good keep it five are the best five of your best stars please <laughs> and if you would like to find out more about the school of calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got head over to our virtual classroom you can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com and that is where we have got literally possibly the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world it's definitely the best one we've done and on that note until next week class dismissed <laughs>